Hey everybody, uh, I have a video for you guys today. Hopefully, I don't know if I covered this before in the past, if I did questioning, uh, permissible questions on a motor vehicle stop. If I did, uh, I'll give it to you again. I actually have some more stuff that I'm going to add to it. And the reason that I, I'm jumping on here and giving this portion or this education is because uh, I was told that today somebody was explaining to a group of people that um, you could never ask questions on a motor vehicle stop. And it is the most ridiculous asinine thing i've ever heard in my life and just it just comes down to people who don't know what they're talking about trying to tell other people what to do it's a very very common thing in law enforcement people have no idea what they're talking about telling other people what to do seems to be a common theme so let's clarify some things here number one i will let you know that i have yet to this day and if you are somebody have been told of a case getting thrown out because they asked impermissible questions. Um, if anybody has experience with impermissible questions, I'd love to hear it. Uh, myself and a handful of the other really proactive interdiction officers that work together, I do not know of a case where their questions on a motor vehicle stop ever caused the incident or case to be thrown out. So uh, if you have one, I'd love to hear about it. Um, we do have case law on it, but this this is not something that courts focus on. Okay, so I'm going to read a couple cases, and hopefully this will clarify what you're allowed to ask and what you're not allowed to ask on motor vehicle stops. Basically, in a nutshell, they don't want you fishing, right? If you're going to run your, your radar unit and you're going to run pull people over for 41 and a 25, we talked about this before, and with no reasonable suspicion, you're going to begin asking, like you're blindly just pulling cars over, you've got your rear antenna on, and... 41 and 25 we got one on the line you know what i mean like if you're stopping cars and it's an old lady going to church and now you're gonna start asking questions like where are you guys coming from today where are you headed to what do you have you know who's that in the car you know this is not a time for questioning it's it's when you have reasonable suspicion it starts at when citing a law enforcement officer or a vehicle that you may think is is quality for a good criminal motor vehicle stop you know, you're going to have a lot going on permitting you to ask questions more than just a regular, typical motor vehicle stop. So what they're saying is, look, if you're going to run radar and just not do any kind of um, criminal identification on a, in a motor vehicle or, you know, whatever it may be, like, yeah, you're not supposed to be drilling people on the side of the road, just anybody. But if you've got cars that you guys really like and they're good cars, you can ask questions. Like, could you imagine a world where police weren't allowed to ask questions on a motor vehicle stop? Now let's talk about the three cases in New Jersey that we have adopted here. I'm going to read some of those things to you. State versus Chapman. Okay, and I'll put these links up to you, uh, up to this thing. And again, you can click on these cases, and I, I'll put the verbiage up in the wording. And it's what a police officer can do on a motor vehicle stop. May request a motorist driver credentials. Should advise a motorist of the reason for the stop. You may run a computer check. And you may ask questions reasonably related to the reason for this traffic stop. Inconsistent or contradictory answers provided by the vehicle's occupants may then permit an officer to broaden the inquiry and ask more intrusive questions designed to confirm and dispel suspicions of criminal activity, and you may issue a citation. That is State v. Chapman, 2000. All right. Next one is State v. Hickman. 
When the police lawfully conduct a motor vehicle stop, they may question the occupants, even on a subject unrelated to the purpose of the stop, without violating the Fourth Amendment, so long as such questioning does not extend the duration of the stop. So, are you allowed to ask people questions while you're running them or checking them for warrants through dispatch? Or, uh, But you're allowed to ask questions. You have reasonable suspicion. You're not going to be letting them go anyway. You're just not going to be letting them go. They're talking about people who are just stopped for a bullshit Title 39 or a traffic violation. You're not supposed to sit and hold them and drill them without any reasonable suspicion. If you have reasonable suspicion, a lot of people don't realize what reasonable suspicion is. They don't realize what they have. Guys will call me like, I know something's wrong or I knew something was wrong in the car. I just don't know what it was. Because you're just not conscious to really good reasonable suspicion. You knew something was wrong. Your spidey senses were going off. And that's why the two-day course comes in. You can learn about reasonable suspicion. That guy asked me that today. What do you – and what's up, man, if you're, if you're watching the video, uh, Rye? Um, you know, I can explain reasonable suspicion more in, in the course. You'll get a, a better feel for what it actually is. It's not probable cause. And then State versus Pegues, 2002. I believe this is an appellate division uh, decision, which is fine. It holds weight. It's the same thing. didn't go any further, so it's, it's, it's a judicial ruling. State troopers, uh, the state trooper was entitled to question the occupants concerning their recent whereabouts while he waited for the results of the computer check since the registered owner was not present and neither of the occupants were able to present a driver's license or any other form of identification. So I think that even triggers more stuff, state versus LARC, where you're allowed to hold people while you're identifying folks, and, and state versus Pierce, where if they're in violation of Title 39 and they're subject to a summons, you can make an arrest for it. So don't get caught up in this, well, you're not allowed to ask it on a motor vehicle stop. Like, nobody's been challenged on it. I want everybody to go out and win, but don't hang yourself up on these these technical Monday morning quarterbackers. Like, why do you, if it's a good job, if you went beyond the scope of your search and you didn't do it maliciously, you're, do, you're acting within good faith as a police officer, why does, why does an administration have to Monday morning quarterback things? Like, if there's nothing malicious or there's any kind of craziness going on, and you think it may be like the scope of the search a little bit longer, just, I don't know, just let the courts deal with it. What's the worst that's going to happen? A suppression? Oh, well, there could be a lawsuit. All right. Well, it's not, a, it's not a pattern of, like, things happen. Things get suppressed. Like, it does happen. But I'm just putting you in a position right now to make sure that doesn't happen. So hopefully this helped a few guys out and um, clarified that. Have a good night, guys. Putting you in a position to win.